0: It is the Brad and John Show, and no, this is not a best of. No, there are not guest hosts coming in this week. It's actually Brad and John, which, if you listen to other radio stations, nobody is working. Right, John?
1: It's absolutely true. I just went to Armstrong and Getty to see when they're coming back, and they didn't make it clear when they're back, but I think I think they're still out this week.
0: Yeah, all our all our shows, and even our, our station, Armstrong and Getty are on uh, Christmas vacation leave. Then uh, Eric Erickson is gone as well, too. Um, Armstrong and Getty is doing best ofs. Eric Erickson has guest hosts. And then the sa- same situation with Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. They are not live. And do you know there's a reason for that? You know what the reason for that is in the radio business?
1: Uh because people are lazy.
0: Well, that's probably <laughs> that's probably the real reason, but the reason that they are lazy and can get away with it is because of the fact that the rating service, Nielsen, does not rate from like I think it's like December twenty first through like January second. There are no ratings. And wow, uh, the, yeah. re- the reason they do that is because of the fact that let's say you're a Nielsen person and you're carrying that little ppm thing on your belt and you go visit your kids in uh, sarasota florida uh all of a sudden it's going to show that you are normally a st louis listener you're listening to us or camo x or or, or you know espn 101 whatever the station is and all of a sudden you're going to be listening to stations in sarasota and they're going to go whoa, 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 what's this
1: yeah, So yeah. imagine being a slave to Nielsen ratings, Brad, and think <sighs> of how many years in the industry. I know it was different in the 70s and 80s and 90s and even 2000s, but – Imagine being a slave to that rating system in 2024.
0: Well, the Arbitron system was a slave. You know, All the radio stations were a slave to that, and everybody played little games because that was was the old diary method. We had two months. We had October, November, and then we had April, May. Those were the only two rating periods in the year uh, that they actually did the ratings, and it was sort of crazy because of the fact that you do all these things. You do all sorts of stunts. You do all sorts of giveaways and contests and stuff like that, and then, like I know, I think it was with the October, November um, those ratings typically didn't come out till like sometime in January of the next year, and yeah. and then uh, the same thing with uh, with April May book. Those ratings didn't come out till the summer, like I think late June early July. So it's like, and the whole thing was see, there's a classic story about that. There's a lot of people that got fired over uh, when they switched from the old diary method to uh, the uh, the new uh,
1: PPM, and one of the guys was JC Corcoran. Yeah, I I, rem- I remember you you telling that. But I mean, what a flawed system. And how does somebody how does somebody that's a radio executive look at that system and not identify the flaws on that?
0: Well, you you know, you it's it's sort of like the master that you have to uh, you know, pay homage to uh yeah. because of the fact that what can you do about it? You know, it's to the point where yeah, there's a lot of flaws with it, but you just have to sort of work around it. Anyway, uh, normally this time in the morning, we do the top three, and these are the top three stories that are on John Combest's website. How was his website? JohnCombest.com, J-O-H-N, common spelling, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, put a .com on the end, and you'll end up on his page. And this is what John says are the top three stories in the state of Missouri.
1: So, Brad, you had a you, – unwittingly, you had a fantastic lead-in to the number three story from over the weekend and we will include Saturday, Sunday, and Monday as well. Our friend Tony Botello from Kansas City who runs an outstanding blog called Tony'sKansasCity.com has an exclusive story about public radio employees in Kansas City seeking to follow their comrades in St. Louis at St. Louis Public Radio and become unionized. So St. Louis Public Radio employees became the first media union or the first unionized uh, public radio employees in the state of Missouri earlier this year. They created the St. Louis Public Radio Guild, so reminiscent of the Lollipop Guild from (laughs) The Wizard of Oz. So it's it's a unique example of St. Louis Public Radio who, by the way, is a favorite punching bag of Brad and I to to set a standard for other public radio employees. So good for St. Louis Public Radio, I guess. And we'll see if Kansas City is able to follow in their footsteps. The number two story over the weekend is the nonprofit progressive organization called State's Newsroom, which produces content that lands in the Missouri Independent and a number of newspapers throughout Missouri – had an interesting piece about solar power and how solar power can be used to power quote, disadvantaged communities, unquote. Uniquely, this wasn't explored too much in the story, but I did a little bit of research on this. The state of Missouri is one of the states that has applied for a $250 million grant for a program called Solar for All, which would provide solar panels, solar equipment, to historically disadvantaged communities. So this is all part of Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. Had a huge piece of it. There's a seven billion dollar program for for solar for all to provide solar energy to historically disadvantaged communities. So and disadvantaged communities. So uh, that's quite something. And Missouri is yet another state. We have to say that. When there is, quote, free money out there, Missouri is going to go out and try to grab it. So that's this is obviously a huge deal for solar companies who are looking for new business, reliable money from the government. And the number one story is a piece that's in the Post-Dispatch today. You can find it at my website. And I'll also plug the fact that on my website, starting last week, I have a new workaround to get around the Post-Dispatch paywall. If you don't want to give your money to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and subscription fees, just go to my website and I have a workaround to get around the paywall. The state is confronting a number of pop-up bootleg marijuana shops. Really? So they gave a story today in the Post-Dispatch. Uh, I think it was High Ridge. Let me let me look. Uh, let me take one second here. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was House Springs in Jefferson County at Knights of Columbus Hall. Uh, there's essentially a swap meet where you can go and buy marijuana and marijuana paraphernalia. But there is a sign on the door that says no THC sales. So you're warned when you go in there. You better not buy any thing that contains THC. And so people can go in there and you can buy your homegrown marijuana from unlicensed dealers, presumably at a, at a steep discount to what you would pay at a dispensary. And the marijuana industry, the big wigs in the marijuana industry and also the state regulators are, are going bananas over this because obviously it's taking away revenue from the companies that, that peddle marijuana legally and also the state. So they're, they're and also to be fair, there are neighbors that are next to these weed swap meets that say, Hey, we have kids playing in the neighborhood, and everybody's driving through here high. Somebody needs to knock this off. Go do it somewhere else. So, those are the top three stories today.
0: Interesting. I, I let let's let's follow up on all three of those. First off, let's go with the solar for all thing. You know the the what was it they they, they officially titled that bill with the deficit reduction act? wasn't that Wasn't that what you uh, said? Inflation reduction. Inflation reduction act. Okay, what a hoax! You know yeah. now yeah. the the even I've heard this actually on other stations, and I've heard this on on KWMU the environmentalists are actually trumpeting the fact that that was the largest uh global climate change bill ever and but yet they called it the inflation reduction act you know you know how government yeah. is you just are are, are especially the feds, they love to do the acronyms you know what i mean where they have like yep. you know they they do the the long name and it's it's you know code word today you know or something like that <laughs> yeah. um, you know, having 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 some experience in solar energy, which I do, I do have solar yeah, panels, and and what people don't realize is a lot of houses can't get solar panels. I mean, it depends upon how much your what your roof is, and more importantly, it depends upon how your your house is oriented. I mean, if you have a house that has that, if you you know if you come if you come in on the east side. You know, the front door is on the east side, the back door is on the west side, and it's the typical, you know, uh, A-frame style roof. You can put solar panels on there, but it's not very efficient because of the fact that the panels have to look south. Yeah. And there's a specific angle That is the optimum angle that the solar panels have to be tilted. And uh, it's, you know, and then not only that, it's some houses don't have enough roof. And if you get into like some, you know, like in the city with some of the really small houses, um, you know, even in like, like places like Webster Groves and Kirkwood, where you don't have like big monster McMansions, there's not enough roof for the solar panels that you need to run your home. Yeah,
1: but now, Brad. First, so, first of all, Brad, you're talking extremely rational here, and, <laughs> I'm sorry. and that really that that pops the balloon. Shame the on the me, Solar Story. Yeah. The the piece that I linked to on Saturday tells it's great storytelling because it tells the story of a 73 year old woman in Houston, Texas who's powered by a CPAP machine, and there was a big storm. And Brad, if she hadn't had the government come in and put solar panels in, she might not have had a CPAP that works. And instead, she was able – she said her and her neighbors had a party with snacks, popcorn, and a nighttime breakfast of bacon, eggs, and sausage, all because of solar power, Brad. Well, uh, okay. And here you are with your facts about can the way the solar panels face. Can so you're I ta- bringing a lot of logic into this, Brad.
0: Can I tell you a problem with the, with that story? Yeah. Most of the
1: solar systems
0: have been installed in the St. Louis area. Don't have batteries. So in other words, <laughs> so they can't store it. Well, no, yeah, they literally only work during the during sunlight. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, that's
1: that's. So the, they wouldn't work during a dark, well, a dark and dangerous power storm on a dark ju- and stormy night.
0: They wouldn't work. What you just said was, is, is they're doing this at night. She slept at night with her CPAP machine. Didn't she say yeah. she had dinner at night with her friends, stuff like that? Okay, maybe she had the battery system, but most of the solar panels. Um, I know of several, I know a couple even commercial installations that do not have the battery, the battery backup. Now, essentially what happens is if you have a true off-grid solar operation, you have a big monstrous bank of batteries. And what happens is during the day, the solar panels do two things. They provide enough, uh, power to, uh, you know, power your home, you know, in real time and also charge the batteries and, uh, yeah. and then at night, when the uh, sun goes down and there is no energy coming out of the solar panels, uh, you switch it. Well, automatically, it, it, you know, you're you essentially running on the batteries all the time. There's a battery, there's a battery back and bank, and everything goes with what they call an inverter because the problem with the solar panels is there's some inefficiency. This sounds like nerd stuff when I say this, but there's some inefficiency because the power generated by the solar panels is DC, direct current, And to run your home, you have to have AC, alternating current, and there's an inverter that goes in there, which changes the DC into AC, and by its very nature, inverters are not necessarily super efficient. In other words, you, interesting. If you put in, if you put in, I'm just throwing out stupid numbers. If you put in 100 watts into the inverter DC, you may only get 70 watts AC out the other side. If you know what I'm saying, so I
1: feel like you're letting facts get in the well, way of a good story, but, Brad. See, like well, you're going to get kicked out of the solar club. Well, any minute now. See, but this is the problem. Is it's like the thing we
0: talked about with the electric cars. I mean, once again. Great idea. And I'm a guy who has been fascinated by electric cars for like 30 years. Yeah. My son, my son, uh, my middle son, Blake, uh, who at the time was going to uh, he was in the Francis Hall School District, but he took a couple classes at Lewis and Clark Technical, uh, which is a sort of cooperative. You know about this?
1: No, I, I'm not familiar with it. I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it's, the co-op
0: program. It's a cooperative education program that all the St. Charles County school districts participate in, and it's like a tech school. So in other words, if you're in like Francis Howell or, yeah. or we, Fort had that Zuma, adi- we had that in the Hazelwood
1: School right, District. Right, right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Where you can elect to, but but you don't necessarily have to go there full time. My son it was sort of interesting. My son drove up there from his school and took Won a couple of the classes and then drove back to his regular high school. So wow, he, that's so, really
1: cool. So it's anyway, a great his, option. and uh, you and I are simpatico on the on the idea of college versus actually learning real skills. Right, Brad. right.
0: And he went to this and and so he took an electronics class, an electricity and electronic class at Saint Charles Community College or what? what no, excuse me, a Lewis and Clark, Lewis and Clark Tech School, whatever they call it. And I went to open house and my son said ask my teacher about his electric car. And one of the things that he was doing in class was he was teaching them, you know, electricity and electronics and stuff like that, but also real world experience. He was showing them what he was doing in his garage, at his home, he had pictures and videos and stuff wow. like that of his electric car. Now, the sad part of the story is, the car caught fire, burnt, to the, burnt down and burnt part of his, burnt his garage down and burnt part of his house down. But now, maybe that's not so sad. Well, that is, that was sad for him. But that's the, once again, that's one of the real world problems with the electric cars. And then there was a guy in Washington we had on the show several times, a retired dude who was into electric cars. He took a Porsche, an old Porsche was, I think, like a 944 um, or a 914, if you know what those were. They were not your typical, they didn't look like the 911s, uh, which are the, the classic Porsche style. Right. And he took out the engine and put in a big motor and 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 batteries he converted this this himself and he'd show up at the radio station and it was cool because he took me for a ride and i'm going like god this thing's so quiet he did it himself to, you know and this is like a retirement yeah, project Yeah, that's amazing did. but the problem is that when you when you get rid of choice in other words when you go to the dealership right now you can choose between, you know, depending on what you buy, you can buy a V8, you can buy a, you know, a V6, you can buy a four-cylinder that's got turbo, you can buy a four-cylinder with no turbo, you have a charge, a change, excuse me. But the problem is... Uh, yeah, or choice, I'm sorry, sorry. The problem is, what they want, the government wants to do is, no choice. You have to buy electric. Matter of fact, matter of fact did we talk about this last week, about the Buick thing? Did I mention that to you? The, the no, si- you didn't. Okay. Here's an interesting story, and I maybe I heard this over the weekend. I was listening to a lot of different radio over the weekend because I did a little little road trip. Um, Buick has told all of its dealerships that they have to uh, spend between three hundred thousand and five hundred thousand dollars to make. The dealership ready for the all-electric Buicks, which are coming in the next couple of years. Buick so has...
1: install their own chargers, I guess. Well,
0: that and and uh, they have to you know have the retool the the you know the testing equipment. They have to have all oh, this wow. new all this new test equipment stuff like that. Okay, so they have told the dealerships it's going to cost between and this is mandatory. This is not optional. If you want mm-hmm. to be a Bu- Buick dealer, want to consider uh, con- continuous selling Buicks, you have to spend three to five hundred thousand dollars to retrofit your dealership for. Charging stations, and also for the mechanics and teaching, and you know, equipment and test equipment stuff like that. There's probably, I think they said, there's 2,200 Buick dealers. A thousand of them said we're out, wow. and, and they're, they're and and essentially that Buick offered them a buyout that if they didn't want to participate in this program, then the General Motors Corporation would essentially just pay them off to go away. Wow, and I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now, yeah, because yeah, the yeah, interesting yeah. thing is with in the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, there's one out right there in I think that's technically I'm trying to think if that's uh if uh, yeah that is it's O'Fallon, right on I um I 64 Highway 40. If you go west just before you get to the double D or the um um the the exit right there, there's a new Buick dealership on the North Service Road. It's um uh, it's a GMC Buick dealership. And it's a standalone GMC Buick. A lot of the places have, like, you know, GMC, Chevrolet. The smaller towns you go in, they they sell everything. GMC, Chevrolet, Cadillac, that kind of stuff. But I don't, you know, I mean, to the point where when half of the dealers say, Hasta la Vista? Don't you sort of look at that and go like,
1: well, but, but imagine, you you know, that the company doesn't make that decision without doing some kind of a focus group and polling. So they had to expect, I mean, they can't be surprised by that because no, no company is going to make that decision without doing some kind of focus group work on it.
0: Yeah. But if you're selling a new product, do you want, I mean, like if that would be like, let's, let's pick an an example of that. That would be like uh, somebody that sells their own products. Um, what would come? think of an example a, a store that like they sell their own it's like the you know it's a company yeah store. i get
1: what you're saying like a tesla well that's yeah. in the car well well like well that's, like, not, well, that's that, an example
0: yeah but, yeah but that but that's but that's not necessarily the i'm trying to think of a, of a one like like okay like let's say uh lane bryant that's the clothing store store uh-huh. for women okay if all of a sudden they decided that you know that they're going to close half their stores the customers are going to go
1: okay, where do we go to get our Lane Bryant yeah, clothes? Yeah.
0: Now, nowadays they can buy it online. I don't
1: know. The whole thing. I know what you're saying. Hey, maybe we'll talk about that. We're up against time.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating to me to see that the government has is making decisions for people, and there are so many crazy... It's like, you know, I live by the law of unintended consequences. You I know. know. There are so many things that are going to happen when it goes... I, I'll give you a perfect example uh, of what I did... Sunday and yesterday. Let's talk about the next break but I do want to talk about I'll tell you what, let's talk about that in the third break I'll talk about my trip in the third break but next break Two of your other top stories, marijuana and public radio, okay? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do both of those. Okay, you're listening to The Brad and John Show. You can check our website out at bjshow.co. That's bjshow.co. We are on Egbert, E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check it out, Eggbert.com. He's the guy that owns the radio station. We are here because of him, and we are very thankful to Mr. Egbert. It seven twenty one.